This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful. All right, everybody. You know what's even more painful than the audio? The video on this podcast. Yeah, we don't have the video tonight because uh, Dave's box wouldn't work. Um, right. It's my fault. It is. So, Not your uh, fault at all. I know America is descending into madness, but don't let that distract you from the fact that the Falcons Blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Gentlemen, how is your weekend going? Pretty good. Pretty good? Not not ready for it to be over. Not looking <laughs> forward to getting back to the grind. The, so, as we head into the deep, dark crevices of the offseason, and me and Andrew love the bracket. We create it. We... Think about it really too long. Dave hates the bracket because we do these monstrously long 32-64 entry brackets. We did Sean Payton's worst decisions, Saints' worst quarterback. What what other brackets have we done, guys? We've do, we did the uh, worst. Uh, I think worst corner, maybe worst DB. It was one of those. Oh yeah, worst. We did worst corner. Um, worst Sean Payton draft yeah. decisions. So we've we've done it all, but this year we might have um, my most favorite ever in that we have decided to do a Jim Mora's greatest rant bracket, and uh, it took a little bit of time to uh, find them all on the YouTubes uh, and. We had a hard time getting enough to do like an even bracket, so this bracket's a little weird, Andrew. We had to do we had to do buys for it, um, which is interesting, and we'll get to it in a second. But I just want to tease for the people before we get into actual the actual Saints uh, news and stuff that they have and NFL stuff, which there is a little bit of it. I have 14 sound bites, Andrew. Which one should I play for the people as a tease uh when we talk about the jim Moore bracket later in the show which one should i play for the people uh you do the one of him uh trashing uh fletcher mackle <laughs> god i hate to hear that i hate to hear that i'm just saying the statistics it's the, say. this is the season over they have 13 they have 13 more games to play. Are they, is the season over? Are they, can they go home and pack their bags and go home? You just said the season's over. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. <laughs> ever. 
and it bugs me. Okay, well, how about it's this? It's season over. No, there's 13 more games to play. 13 more games to play, and you're saying the season's over? Unbelievable. I'm just saying. St Unbelievable. Statistically. The season is not over. Do you think those players and coaches are going over there, in there thinking the season's over? No way. Look, I'll, no way. I'll say this. Since Sean Payton and Drew Brees arrived, they have always seemingly righted the ship in some way, and they have fought hard until the end. And they got 13 games to right the ship again. You, you, you give all those stats. Since 2000 and this, no team that's gone on. So what? Does that mean it can't happen? No, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. What do you think those guys are thinking? They're going to look at the stats and say, well, there's no way we can go to the playoffs? They wouldn't quit then. The season wouldn't be over even that. No, the season's it over. They got 13 games to play. 13 games. You know what I think? Jeez. He just took a dump all over Fletcher Mack. It was so great. <laughs> I love how when he gets on a roll, like, he just doesn't stop. He does he, he will belabor the same point over just, and over yeah. and over. It's great. <laughs> so we'll, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I even got a special one for you, Kevin, later on about him saying that Adrian Peterson is washed up. I, I found that one, especially especially for you. I was thinking, I was thinking of you as we tried to even out the the gym motorbike we'll do we'll do we, since we only have we only have 14 of the rants and two of them get buys we'll only do like one or two of the uh head-to-heads tonight because we have to stretch it out through june um so we'll get to that later andrew said at the bracket we had a we had a very uh short discussion on who got the buys that was a lot of agreement there it was just diddly poo got the buy and playoffs uh, are the two ones that get the buy, the rest of them. So, uh, some actual Saints news. Uh, Michael Twi Michael Thomas, Andrew, he ejected on his Twitter. He, he, he like, closed it, reset it or something. I don't know. Uh, I didn't catch what he did to make him feel like he needed to reset the Twitters, but he's reset it. Uh, that was interesting to me. Uh, as before we get what, into what, some other what, Saints news. What the hell does that mean? Y'all were t texting that before the show. What what is what does resetting Twitter mean? What, what are you talking about? So he deleted <laughs> he deleted his account and and just created a new one from scratch. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So like he with, lost, with started from zero followers. Yeah. He he started from zero again. What's his what's his handle now? Is it different? I think it's no. The it's same. the same one. I can't guard Mike. Well, it's the same. Uh, so, if Jason, if Mackle was a Tulane alum, maybe he wouldn't have asked that dumb question. But alas, he went to Loyola. I'm here for the. I'm here for the Fletcher Mackle slander. I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just interesting to me that uh, he reset the Twitter, and that Dave he's been catching a lot of shit the last couple weeks because. Michael Thomas, he categorizes every fucking slight on people from fans, from washed-up receivers to scouts to coaches. He categorizes them all. I just wonder if, like, his PR people got to him and is like, Michael, you need to, like, reset the thing and start over. I don't think he's reset. I don't see any no. reset. It says, join July 2013. He's still at Camp Guard Mike. He's got 411,000 followers. I don't, yeah. there's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, think this reset think was he, all in his head, man. I don't, I don't know what the hell these people are talking no, about. No, I think he might've deactivated, but then came back. Oh, okay. Like I think with Twitter, you can deactivate your account, but then come back when you want. 
So I think that's what happened. And how long was he gone for? Not that I, long. I would say less than an hour. <laughs> so why are we discussing this? So basically, the story is Michael Thomas deactivated his Twitter for 45 minutes. Yeah. It could have been a, it could have been an accident. Great first topic. Our host is fucking terrible. Um, hey, it's the off season, man. We it is. We, about, we you know well the what Michael oh, Thomas does on Twitter. The the only real the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Interesting Saints news is that the NFL decided this past week that they're doing away with the pass interference review rule which they failed to even try to implement in an honest way. The the referees didn't like it. So to me, Kevin, they purposely torpedoed that rule so they would get rid of it. Uh, And the thing that makes me mad, the thing that made me annoyed is the media was super excited that the pass interference review rule got torpedoed and it, it it infuriated me because the media it's just like oh you're you're totally fine with horrific calls deciding huge games that's okay like we don't want to get it right and i was really mad and i went at some national media people which i really don't do on twitter uh am i right to be infuriated that they just totally trashed the the pi rule and it's no more yes I mean, what, what, like, what the fuck do you want me to say? They, the NFL, the referees fucked up a call. We already know. The NFL never really apologized for it, never got in front of it, never took accountability for it. And then they implemented this rule that was an obvious make good, but they fucked up the implementation of it. And now they're backpedaling and getting rid of it. So it's like a slap in the face all over again. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that, that's that's it. There's nothing else. I, what do you mean to do? Just yell at the fucking at, at, at my phone for yes. 10 straight minutes? That's why no, we have you I'm on not. this podcast, Kevin. 
I'm not, man. There's fucking more you know. anger, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, I was hey, hoping you would give me an excuse to make another card off a rant like I did last week about your uh, Sean Payton uh, toilet bowl rant. Oh, man, there's still time on this show. <laughs> it's early. Yeah, it's early. Well, here's the thing, Dave. If the NFL doesn't care about what happened to the Saints in the 2018 NFC Championship game and they'll try a rule out for a year and then get rid of it. To me, there's no they're never they're never going to do anything about pass interference now. Like that's the most egregious pass interference that's the most egregious a pass interference call call or non-call can be. And the NFL just gave the Saints the double bird and were like, fuck it. We don't care if we get shit wrong. And so if that doesn't change, if that doesn't press them to do, make changes that are permanent and make it so they can get it right. Like they're never going to care. Like there's never going to be another attempt to fix egregious pass interference calls again. I don't think this decade. Well, I mean, they, you know, they got rid of it because it was sort of a, a black eye on the NFL. I mean, it made them look bad. It was embarrassing because they, you know, there was no standard, you know, one call might go one way in one game and another way in another game, even though it's, you know, the same exact kind of play or whatever. Um, and uh, I agree with you that I think they'll probably table it and, uh never revisit it for a, a good while. Um, you know, they, they've always, the discussion of making pass interference has been around for a long time. And uh, obviously they went with it this year. Finally, Sean Payton helped get this thing passed at the last minute, last off season. Um, and, uh, but I think this was, they'll say, yeah, this, we made an attempt to do it. We, we, we looked at that. We did that. It didn't work. Let's move on. Uh, you know, they, I, I they, bet you, I bet you anything, they'll start giving a shit if it affects their Los Angeles franchise. Wendell, somewhere, somewhere, Wendell Pierce's ears perked up, and um, he uh, the, this started to play the uh, the X Files music and uh. He smiled because Wendell Pierce truly believes that it was a conspiracy to keep the Saints out of the Super Bowl in 2018 because they needed the Rams to be in there. Uh, he told me and Dave that, and I 100% believe him. And oh, by the way, if you haven't listened to the Wendell Pierce interview, you totally should. It's fucking amazing. Me and Dave asked we, – we hardly talked at all, Dave, I think, as when I re-listened to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, – the other thing I need we need to talk about that is a serious football topic. Uh, Andrew, you attempted to murder like eight thousand bees at your house. I'm gonna call PETA on you. You you went at them. You used chemicals, blow torches, bullets, machine what? guns. What was going on? You you. You you were texting us all, telling telling us that you were you were in a life death struggle with a thousand to like ten thousand bees. Yeah, so uh, yeah, bear with me here for a second as I tell the story. So 
So I go to the mailbox and I notice I have, you know, some bees flying around and it's, it's, it's like, this is kind of weird. And I start to hear that noise. I, I open the thing and I, I feel like I, I've said Candyman in the mirror three times. <laughs> it's scary. It's what is going on? So I come back inside the house and I tell my wife, my wife, my wife. I tell her, hey, there were all, there were all these bees by the mailbox. Have you noticed that? She's like, oh yeah, they've been there for weeks. <laughs> Typical. Wait, 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 what? They've been there for weeks. So yeah, obviously they've taken residence, and they're you know they're under the mailbox. You know in that little cubby below the mailbox where you put like the newspapers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They, they were there was a hive in there. So, so I'm freaking out because I, I don't want to go get mail and I, I'm reading about it. I'm, I'm Googling because I don't know anything about bees. So I'm Googling and it's like if they mark you for stinging, if you're around their nest, they'll chase you up to a 100 feet. I'm reading this. So I'm like, holy shit, I'm not going back there. So I'm in the phone book. I look up beekeepers because, you know, I, I don't want to kill them or anything. I want to remove them. And, and you know protect them or whatever so i talked to this beekeeper lady and she's like well are they honeybees because i i only really want honeybees and i'm like look lady i don't know the difference between that and a freaking ostrich like i, I don't know like <laughs> honeybees uh you know and she's like well can you at least tell me if they're hornets because i don't want to mess with hornets and so i'm like google imaging trying to figure it out i'm like all right, they're definitely not yellow jackets. They're not hornets. They're not yellow jackets. They're a bee. But beyond that, like you're on your own, lady. I don't know what to tell you. So she comes by my house and she <laughs> she she doesn't want to come in, obviously, with everything that's going on. So she texts me after she she leaves and she says they were bumblebees. Bummer. Uh, but I moved them far away into the woods, so you should be good. But if they come back, I don't really know what to do. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, so later that night, I go get the mail. This is like a few hours later. They're all back, all of them. They they went from wherever they were out in the woods. They all came back to my mailbox again. So I'm like, great, this sucks. So the next morning, my son goes out to mail a letter, and he said that he comes back in like breathing heavy. I'm like, what's what's going on, man? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, just a bee chased me all the way up the driveway and was trying to sting me. And so I'm like, all right, this this is ridiculous. Like, I, at this point, I'm like, fuck the bees, all right? Like, you made I, it personal. Family, I can't have you know my son getting bit, you know, stung by a bee. I can't have the postal service, the post office, you know, serving me, taking me to court because you know the mailman died from a hundred bee stings. So, so I'm like, all right, I'm taking matters into my own hands. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to handle this right now. So I put the hoodie on. I, I'm covering all parts of my body. I got gloves. And I find my son Black Panther mask from Halloween. So I'm wearing the Black Panther mask. I got the hoodie on. Got the gloves. And I mean, it's like... I look like I'm about to rob several of these boxes. What are you playing right now? A blowtorch? Oh my god. So, so, 
I'm, that? I'm standing like I got the wasp spray, you know, that goes like 30 feet. It's like the yeah. shooting spray. And so I'm standing like 20 feet away from the cubby, like far away. And I got the mask on. You know, I'm sure the neighbors can see me. are just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And so I spray it right into the cubby. And then I sprint away like a coward, like immediately, like I spray and sprint. And then I like slowly inch up to see like, how it's going. And I'm like, yeah, it looks like it kind of works. So I go again and sprint away again. So I do it a couple times. <laughs> and then I just see the sea of bees just like falling out of the cubby to their death, just like dripping out with all the juice that I sprayed in there. And yeah, so <laughs> I took them all out, man. It was, terrible. Killer. it was terrible. So you murdered, you genocided Beam, you're the, an entire you're, you're the colony bees. of bees. You're bee Hitler. You're yeah, bee. I mean, I hope there's no <laughs> beekeepers that are patrons listening to our podcast. It was definitely not good for the environment or nature. I'm not really like an animal killer by nature. I don't hunt or anything, but uh, man, this is life or death, you know? I got to be able to mail stuff. Sorry for people in the chat room. I think my sound effects there were a little excessive. Yeah, yeah just a scotch. Just a scotch. <laughs> but at least they were bumblebees, not honeybees. So yeah. Maybe. What does that so, mean? What's the difference? I don't know. Apparently, honeybees are more valuable to the ecosystem. I know, but are they more dangerous? Oh, oh, or more valuable to the ecosystem? More valuable. Yeah. So if a if 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 you could have a murder hornet mate with a honeybee, would that be um, a murder honey? Yeah, murder murder honey. So, oh, yeah. Oh, the other thing was the beekeeper was very disbelieving. She's like, well, this is very rare. They they don't usually find habitat in, in a mailbox. That's very, very rare. And I'm like, look, lady, I don't know what to tell you. I got a beehive in my mailbox. Like, lady, lady, they are coming for my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, how am I going to get my crew to taste some cup in the mail? I don't take care of business. Speaking of that, we mailed out all the May swag items to people, uh, and we mailed out the people who were gracious enough to donate to the West Seattle Food Bank. Uh, we said if you donated, we would send you a T-shirt. We sent all those out. So if you don't get your T-shirt or your swag by, like, Wednesday, something has gone wrong, email me and um, – I'll uh, make sure that uh, my wife gets on it and gets you the uh, swag that you deserve. And oh, by the way, we are planning the most fantastic swag box for August and to celebrate 2020. We are going to have every $10 patron, you are going to get a crudetasum cup, a worry about your meat cup, a forever Drew cup, and Dave is gonna make you a fucking mask that's gonna have something Saints on it, and you get all that for fucking ten dollars. So if you're ten dollar patron, stay with us. If you're not a ten dollar patron, you should sign up. That's what we got coming for you in August. So just a lot think of about swag. It. It's it's great. Uh, Where are the so, funds coming for this? Well, the thing is, we just take all the money that we use. Kevin. 
So it pays for itself, right? It pays for itself. <laughs> All right, hey, you know, I, hey, I, I'm not the guy looking at the at the book, so it doesn't matter to me. I mean, we just here's the here's the thing. We 2020 season, it's so fragile. We don't know if it's going to happen. Um, you know, it's we happening. hope it does, and there may be fans, they may not be. Uh, so we just figure we got to make it as fun and as exciting as we can. And we're just going to pump all the money uh, into swag because obviously me and Andrew's plan to use it on social does not work. I set $100 on fire trying to promote that Wendell Pierce tweet. It did nothing. I'd rather just reinvest it in cups and masks and give it to patrons that is a much more fun plan than just burning money and giving it to twitter and facebook so that's that's the that's the theory there i was gonna say promoting on facebook promotion is a lot easier i think twitter. yeah twitter twitter promoting is fucking expensive um but dave speaking of actual news the saints they signed Chicolo, the linebacker from Pittsburgh. They signed the, the offensive lineman from Baltimore. What's his name? I, I want to say it's Hurts. So they're adding people, Dave, and I have to say this is by far the most complete roster in Saints history. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> and... Uh... I'm only telling you you're wrong because I don't want this to be one of those off seasons where, uh, you know, we hype up this team so much and the national media is hyping it up and we're being predicted to win the Super Bowl and odds on favorite in Vegas. Are you saying that this, this statement has elevated Jairus Bird quotient? Yeah, I don't want uh, <laughs> I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that hype. So I don't I don't want you starting any of it. I don't want you believing in any of it. I don't want you spreading it. Uh, so I'm going to just disagree with you, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean Look, I know 2014 went went sideways, but 2014 went sideways because Keenan Lewis got hurt. We didn't re- we didn't appreciate how big a factor Jabari Greer was. I mean, those they had extenuating circumstances that happened to the 2014 team, and it could happen now. But I just feel like the comparisons are not the same. Is there is there any team other than is there any team Andrew? Heading into a season, you felt more confident about than twenty nine than the twenty nineteen Saints. Yeah, the year we signed Jarvis Bird. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I remember saying like, Fuck Man, all "This roster is loaded. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong." Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I would say, I would say I was maybe more confident last off season. Um, you know, I, or two two seasons ago. Certainly last season. So I, I don't know that I'm more confident um, than last year. Um, but see, see, last year I really felt like the Saints were the best team and they just got screwed out of the Super Bowl. You know, I really felt that way. This year, I don't know that I felt that way. I, I thought 
Mahomes is taking a step up, you know, and Mahomes, well, actually he was better last year, but he, Mahomes just to me, he looks like by far the best quarterback. And so any team that he's on immediately is a contender. And, you know, you, I, I'm just starting to see younger quarterbacks that are ascending like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. So I feel like they're, they're young quarterback teams that are ascending and, but you know, so confidence wise, I mean, I, maybe I, I, I've dropped a notch because the 49ers were real strong last year, too. But um, I mean, I still think the Saints are a top three roster in the league. I absolutely still think they can win a Super Bowl. Um, but just in terms of confidence going into the season, I'd say it's slightly less than it was last year, but but close. Kevin, your confidence level heading into 2020. Uh, let's just get confirmed that the season's going to happen. I, I, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I can't weigh in. I really can't. I have to Here, stay in. Here's, here's an interesting thing that, that I, I haven't better heard. better about the roster than when it had Adrian Peterson. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Here's an interesting thing about the NFL season. Maybe it's because it's further away, but it's not that far away is Baseball, the owners and players are fighting like cats and dogs over every cent. Basketball, you hear about the players. They're a little bit concerned about the bubble and being locked into Disney. They Instead of calling it a bubble, they call it a campus now and that sort of thing. The NFL players, you don't really hear them fighting about things and fighting with the owners. But, Dave, I saw today – I saw – I think it was Channel 6 or maybe it was Channel 4. They said that the Saints are – they're basically preparing for every scenario. They're, they're preparing for no fans, 50%, and 25% fans. What scenario, uh, or, or full fans, obviously, what scenario is more, do you feel is more appealing or to you? Is, is more appealing, is it, would you rather it, if it's going to be like 50%, would you rather it just be like 15,000? Or would you rather the dome be half full? What scenario is more appealing to you that's not a full stadium as far as like the game day experience or safety? Like what's more appealing to you as a season ticket holder that may be going to all these games or a, a good portion of them? Well, I mean, that's the thing is I, I probably I'm planning on only going to like three games this season. I, I'm assuming they're going to have some kind of lottery system set up because you're going to have to divide these games among all the season ticket holders. And I, I'm thinking three, maybe four at the most. Um, so, you know, that's where I am mentally. And, you know, I don't really know if it makes a difference between a half a you know, 50% or 25%. Uh, I think both situations are weird. Uh, I guess I would, I guess I would, I would, I'd rather 25% just because, I don't know, you've got more, I think, I mean, it would be kind of cool to go to a game and sit in your seats and, you know, there's nobody sitting in the row in front of you or behind you or, you know, three seats next to you or three seats to the right of you, uh, I mean, you can really sp spread out and uh, <laughs> and not have to be worried about being touched or being bothered or it's anything gonna like that. It's going to be weird because the thing is, I went to a ton of Tulane games in the 80s in the Dome and even into the 90s. But the thing was, 
at the Tulane game, when they had 25, or if they would play an SEC team and sometimes have 35 or 40,000, like when they would play Ole Miss, everybody would congregate and get close. So even though you might have a 50% full dome, it felt fuller because everybody was close together, right? Now they're going to want to spread you out. If they spread people out and it's less than 20,000 people, Andrew, it's just going to be fucking weird. It's going to be like there right. pe- aren't people there at all. Uh, I feel like I should channel my uh, inner Jim Moore here and say, Ralph, this has got to be the dumbest question. I mean, I, I just hate this question. It's a terrible question. It's idiotic. It's stupid. Of course I want more fans. The more fans, the better. Why would I want 15 instead of 50%? Why Why would I want 50% instead of 75? Why would I want 75 instead of a full stadium? <laughs> it's true. I mean, seriously. What, I mean, what kind of question is that? Well, I mean, for... Because I, I don't know how much of a difference, a sound difference... Uh, a 50% full stadium is going to make over a 25% full stadium. The less lot, amount of people you have there, the quieter it will be, Dave. I mean, yes, but how much louder is it really going to be? Well, what do you want me to give you, like a decibel number? Maybe. <laughs> come, out with you, come out with you with facts, bro. <laughs> I mean, I went to Tulane. Yeah, I, I'm with Ralph. I, I went to Tulane games in the mid-90s, and... I felt like in the dome. I mean, I, actually, I went in the '80s, um, but you know, I I feel like most of the Tulane games that I would go to in the dome. As a closet you, Tulane fans, you can admit it. It's fine. Y'all love. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all I, love I never thought I didn't like Tulane. I like Tulane, but uh, yeah. you know, it was always somewhere between fifty Ooh. and twenty thousand. But Ralph's right. There was never anyone on the terrace level, so like the top concourse was empty, and so you'd only have people on the 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 plaza or the loge the, the lower section except of the for big section. teams yeah except for big teams where it would would get a little better i mean most i ever saw was maybe like 35 40,000 in the superdome for a tulane game and that was no, like the old miss, the the old miss games i went to all the old miss games because tulane used to play old old miss home and home and i went to probably four or five tulane old miss games in the dome in the 80s i think and those games, because Ole Miss has a ton of New Orleans alumni. I was going to say that was probably all Ole Miss fans. So. It was. It was all yeah. Ole Miss. It was probably 75% Ole Miss. But it would be like 40,000, you know. It'd be sprinkled yeah, in the town. I just think spread out, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's it's going to be a great atmosphere. Like, I, I think people will go and they'll be like, it's just not as fun. I mean, right, and that's my point. I think it's not going to be a great atmosphere. It's not yeah. going to be as fun. So I feel like it might as well be less people. So I get more <laughs> space and I get to spread out more. You know, it's like it's like getting on an airplane and you're getting the whole road to yourself. And you get to lay down. You know what it's going to feel like? It's going to feel like watching from the green briar bleachers. <laughs> and there was like a thousand people there. Less, like hundreds, but that's what it'll feel like. That's because you'll be so spread out. That's a great that's a great analogy and great way to put it. Um, so before we get to um, the Jim Mora bracket, um, by the way, Andrew, pull that up on the the challenge bracket so you can tell me what we're gonna do. Two, we'll do one. We'll do we'll do one game tonight, uh, one matchup. 
before we get to that and before we get to people's questions, I want to tell y'all, I'd like to give a shout out to the network that helps distribute our show, Armchair Media. Armchair is a collection of 50 plus podcasts, including ours, trying to localize sports world a little bit more. We've been with them since like 2017. Andrew Stevens does an amazing job selling this shit show of a podcast to sponsors. And we've enjoyed growing our audience with theirs. Uh, starting June 1st, Bet Online will serve as the title sponsor for Armchair and this show. That's that's on brand, Kevin. I'm excited. This will open the possibility, merchandise, and live events once we get back to normal. Me and Andrew are trying our best to plan a live event later in the year if we're able to do it. Uh, in addition to Bet Online coming aboard, Armchair will now serve as the host. Network for the largest skating podcast, The Nine Club. Uh, and they have podcasts like The Bird Calls, which is the Bird Rights website podcast. Those those guys are amazing. They have you covered on exactly what's going on. The Pals got Zion, dude. They got Zion. They got Zion. Oh, I've never been this happy. Oh, this is great. They got Zion. But the bird calls people. They they uh, uh, Preston and the gang over there. They're covering the Pelicans wall to wall. They're gonna have the draft. They're gonna have the draft NBA draft some kind of way. But the the Pelicans are really set up, and you know the NBA is really trying to make sure whatever season or weird playoffs they have that they include Zion because he delivers ratings. So they're really trying to include the Pelicans in whatever season restart they have and the bird calls guys are all over it explaining it and shitting all over the national media people that hate it and you should get over there the bird calls people are awesome just search bird calls wherever you get your podcast um so hey we ralph i want to give a quick shout out while we're giving shout outs to uh our our patron jason champagne i know his mom's yeah i uh, had stuff going on so best wishes to you man and i know uh you've been uh a they're one of our strongest supporters for a really long time. So uh, glad we can uh, give you some moments of uh, distraction and um, best wishes to you, man. Yeah. And that's all we try to do. Like, we just want to give you distraction. We know, listen, we know about the Rona and we know that America is fucking falling apart. Like, we know it. We just, like, if you want. To talk, if you want a podcast on that, you can listen to Chapo Trap House or whatever. We we know that that's going on. We just we do saints and we do jokes and we do drinks here. That's what we do. Um. So we got some, this this Mora bracket, Andrew uh, and Kev and Kevin. I, I I did not, Kevin. I had forgotten how many fun rants Mora. Had you know, and we all know, we all know uh, the playoffs, and we all know um, the coulda, shoulda, woulda, and some people, you know, Saints fans might know a couple other ones, but I had forgotten. There's so many great Jim Mora rants. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I he he's definitely one of the coaches that has like the most rants like that. He's I, oh, there's no of any coach, right? Yeah, there's nobody. There's nobody. Clo- there's no coach close to him, right? Like in the modern, in the last twenty years, right? There's no. Clo- 
There's no one close. Hey, should, should we check ourselves here and explain who Jim Moore is? Yeah, I feel we like should. We just assume no. that everyone knows, but like, no. I don't know. Like, most oh, I, half of our listeners started being fans in 2006. Yeah, I that listen. Jim Moore was the coach of the Saints, and he was the guy that got them winning. The Saints, for the first 19 years of existence, were the worst professional sports team in America. Jim Moore was the first coach that got him winning. But the thing was, Jim Mora was a cranky old ex-Marine, and he gave no fucks about fighting with the media and telling it like he thought. And it was just a different time in the NFL where coaches were less buttoned up. But Jim Mora, he would spar with Buddy D. And especially, you know what I noticed? You know what I had forgotten, Andrew? How many times Ron Swoboda was the instigator of the Mora rant. And the thing oh, yeah. that made Ron Swoboda cool is, I know, like 99% of our listeners don't know this. Ron Swoboda, 99% of New Orleans people know him as the sportscaster for Channel 8 back in the day. But he was an ex-Major League baseball player, and he made a maybe yeah, the greatest or the second greatest catch in World Series history as a Met in 69. So... yeah. So when Jim Mora, you know, most media people, if the coach sort of bows up and goes at you, they sort of shrink. But Ron Swoboda was an ex-athlete, and he was like, fuck it, I'm Ron Swoboda. I got a World Series ring. I'm famous. I made that famous catch. I'm not backing down, Jim Mora. So him and Jim Mora were constantly butting heads. And I think like five of these, Ron Swoboda is the instigator of the soundbite. It's amazing. That he is involved in so many of these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY 
at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Um, but, Andrew, what two head-to-head matchups are we doing tonight? Because, because first of all, we got to do this, this rant we decided gets a buy. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is we threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception, they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. <laughs> so that gets a buy. I'm, I, was against, I was sort of against getting that a buy, and maybe that one – it's not a Saints rant. It's his most iconic one, maybe. But Kevin, I, yeah, he was with the Colts. The Colts. I feel yeah. like we ha- you got to include it though, right? But but I, would you be okay if that wins our bracket? I I would probably vote against it because it's a Colts moment. I mean, it has to be in there because it is his most infamous rant. I mean, that that's right up there with you know. We took the damn field. The Bears are who we thought they were. Green. <laughs> I mean, it's right up there with "I'm a man, I'm 40." You know, I mean that that is iconic. So, it, if you're going to talk Jim Moore rants, we can't exclude it. But ultimately, I'll probably vote against it when it gets down to the wire. Uh, I mean, there's other really, really incredible ones. Yeah, th- this one also got a buy. Well, what happened was that game, we got our ass kicked in the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. That's the, I have that as Mora diddly-poo. Uh, Kevin, didn't he resign like three days, like t- the next day after that rant? Shit, I, I'd have been what? 90. I been Fuck, 90- I don't even know what, what year that was. 96? So I couldn't even tell you how old I was. Like, I, you know. 96. When was that? 90, 96. You, 96. You were 15. It was 96. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was. I, you know what? I I was probably more worried about uh, about the 
excessive boners I was having at the time that then worried about what the fucking head coach was saying <laughs> or doing at the time. I was like, oh, did the Saints win? No, they lost. Oh, well, well, if anybody needs me, I'll be in my room. You know, that was it. I'll be watching oh, they Baywatch. Oh, oh, they won? If anybody needs me, I'll be in my room. You know, that's it. Okay. All right. So, Andrew, how, how uh, we'll, we'll do – We'll do uh, we'll do two a week. So we got we got six game we got six first round games round one. All right, you so, got so you got the eight seed versus the nine seed. You got useless versus you don't know. Okay, the useless soundbite is nineteen eighty seven. The nine and six Saints were playing Atlanta, the final game of the year, but they were playing at three o'clock, so they would know. Whether or not the game mattered for playoff uh, possibilities, and like we mentioned before, Ron Swoboda asked Jim Mora if the game was useless, and Jim Mora had none of it. See, that's the trouble. You probably played a lot of useless games. We don't play useless games. Every game we play is an important game, whether it's for a playoff spot or not. Maybe that wasn't the case with you, but it is with this football team. Every game, no game is useless. So when you use a dumb term like that, a useless game, that's the most f***ing idiotic question I've ever heard when you say something like that. that A a, a useless, yeah, they're both dumb. Really? A a useless game. When was a game useless? That is idiotic. If they're playing for for the playoffs or not. Is it useless? Is a game useless? Use your f***ing head. You think players play differently? Maybe you did, but these guys don't. Dumb question. A useless game. What do you guys think? A useless game. That is f***ing stupid. Wake up. (laughs) The best part of that is I... Is the f bombs? But Mora was—he got so mad he walked away, and then he came back and dropped like three more f bombs on the video. Just—I mean, that's it. That is a quality, quality eight seed in this tournament. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so, the next one is this one. This one though. And Kevin, you after I play it, you can interject. This one is a pretty fa- – I think this one's a pretty well-known among Saints fans of a certain age. Uh, this one is Jim Mora just laying into the media saying they don't know shit about shit. You, re- you guys really don't know when it's good or bad, when it comes right down to it. Will you make a promise to us? Will you tell us when it's good? And I'm promising you right now that you don't know when it's good or bad. You really don't know. Because you don't know what we're trying to do. You guys don't look at the films. You don't know what happened. You really don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. And you never will, okay? Just for your own information. Sometimes you, it won't, I can tell you it won't be good, and you'll see it won't be good. Sometimes you'll think it's good, and it isn't any good. Sometimes you'll think it's bad, and it was pretty darn good. Sometimes you'll think it's bad, and it was bad. But basically, you really don't know. The only people that really know are our coaches. And that goes with run blocking, pass defense, all those things. The media, public doesn't know, you guys don't know, not really know. <laughs> it's a classic. So, Ke- Kevin, I'm, I'm torn because the, the you don't know one is one of my favorites, even though he doesn't curse. But 
The useless one, I had completely forgotten about that one. I got to go that one just because of the F-bombs and the fact that he walked away and then came back. I mean, to me, there's no there's yeah. no debate about which which one should move on from this. Right, like I, like he's dressing down the media in that second one, and he comes across as like an as a frustrated dad in that one, <laughs> and it's like that'd be fine, that'd be fine, like that would be a a a, a season like the big moment of a season for a coach in any year. Like, oh man, did you hear the coach? Man, that was a great man. That was a that was like the most remembered soundbite of this guy for the whole year. But Mora was just spitting gems all the time. <laughs> so I mean, so I I agree. I I'm going with the use. I go with useless. Like he was dropping f bombs. He his voice cracked. He's he's dressing down a World Series champion and saying, (laughs) maybe you guys have have worthless (laughs) games or useless games, but we don't. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dave, Jude, somebody somebody jump in. Dave. Uh, You know, well, first of all, I come into this whole thing with, um, you know, I I wasn't around for four years. Right, I have exactly. I have no biases like you guys. You know, you grew up with Mora and the Saints at this time. You might have context to go with some of these uh, rants. I have, I have none of that. So I'm basing, I'm basing it off of purely off of, you know, just the actual uh, rant. Uh, and on this one, I'm gonna go with uh, you. Just have no clue. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that he curses in the first one. You know, that's great. You don't see much of that anymore these days, but. Uh, you know, in the, you just don't know. I mean, he's basically saying to these reporters, like your job is to analyze football and you, you don't know shit. You are terrible at your job. You always have been, you always will be. You think you know what you're doing, but you don't know. It is a fucking ultimate insult. And he honestly, honestly, he insults fans too, because at the end of that, he says the most of the, most of the time, the public doesn't know. He's not wrong though. He's not, but if you're a fan, you should Here's, honestly. You the should thing about the useless one, Andrew, that's so funny to me is the media Where's member the for the Saints, like, will you tell us, coach? Will you tell us? I was like, oh my God, that's so pathetic. But, Andrew, your your thoughts on who, who needs to end Wait, so, so Dave, you're going with the other one. Yeah, I'm yeah. going with you, you just don't know. You absolutely. don't know. Yeah. It is, I, it, I like it. Don't play it's very cutting. It's a very cutting remark. Uh, and it's uh, yeah, I, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I do too. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you you guys felt like Kevin and um, Ralph. You guys thought it was an easy decision. It, this one's tougher for me. I really like useless because he's really spitting fire. You know, he comes heavy in the when when he's really animated and fired up. I think you get your best Jim Moore material. Uh, this one, you don't know, was way more measured though. He was more calculated. More, almost more insulting because he wasn't just, you know, aghast and losing his mind. I mean, he he really delivered a message like, I just want you guys to know that you don't know because you think you know, but you don't. The interesting, and you're never going to. The interesting thing about it is I couldn't find it. I'm like 90% sure 
it was the media saying to him, it was like that, that was like 1990 or 91. It was early in the year where they weren't getting a lot of sacks. And the media was like, you're not getting sacks. Is your defense not playing as good? And he was like, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Like, the sacks is not it. But that was the beginning of the clip. And I'm 90% sure that's what it was. But I searched and searched on YouTube. I couldn't find it. But I'm really I'm pretty, pretty confident that it was a, talking about what is and what isn't a good pass rush. Which, nowadays, with analytics, you know... It, you you would know Jim Moore is 100% right. Like, it's not just sacks. So that was interesting. So, so Andrew, your final vote. I'm going with useless. Yeah, so useless goes through. So we'll do, we're going to do two a week to stretch this out through June. So the next one, this Tournament one. is already illegitimate. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I did not know this gem existed but i'm going to set this up this is a call-in show from like 94 95 where buford jordan they had the hey buddy d show and then they had the buford jordan show after and jim mora no it wasn't it wasn't buford jordan's show it was some other guy oh and, and buford was just a guest on the show yeah buford so Buf jordan was a former saint fullback and he had since retired but him and jim mora had always kind of butted heads the more kind of always hated Buford Jordan yeah and so he he was retired but he came on the show as a guest and Jim Mora calls in and Jim Mora called in to the show live the 90s were wild and this is what happened I just happened to walk in here and watch it and I gotta tell you something it, it, it makes me almost want to vomit and I'm very, being very honest with you first of all Buford you absolutely have no idea who can tackle and who can't tackle. Uh, you're sitting back here saying they need to work on tackling drills. This guy can tackle. This guy can't tackle. You never come to practice. You absolutely have no idea how much time we spend on tackling. And for you to say that we have a bunch of roughnecks back there that need to learn how to tackle is ridiculous. No, nah, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm going to tell you something, Alexander, and this comes from the heart. Don't ever ask me to be on your show. I mean, wow, that is a great. coach of an NFL team calling up a TV show on a Sunday night and spitting absolute fire. I mean, that would be the equivalent of Peyton coming on this podcast. Yeah. That would be the equivalent of Peyton coming on this podcast Monday night after a Saints loss and just ripping <laughs> one of us to shreds. Most likely me. He'd <laughs> be like, Kevin, you don't know about you don't know anything about football. And Kevin Yeah, and then I would be like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the Yeah. yeah. I mean but yeah, I mean, I, I knew I would love this tournament as I was f doing all these sound bites today, but doing it now, it's just magical. These sound bites. I mean, this is in, this is an incredible four seed, but I got this one. This one's short, but I stumbled upon this one when Andrew 
uh, sent me the one that we played earlier as a teaser about when Jim Mora just rips Fletcher Mackle and shits all over him about the season not being over. I stumbled upon this soundbite, uh, cranky Jim Mora. This was uh, 2017 after the Monday night game in Minnesota. The thing that makes Jim Jim Mora so amazing on Channel 6 is the postgame show when the Saints have a primetime game and it's past his bedtime because he's in his 80s. He just gets really, really cranky and ornery, and he proves that he's still got it. But, Kevin, I did this soundbite especially for you because you apparently hate Adrian Peterson as much as Jim Mora. Yeah, because he didn't play. I mean, yeah, sure there's other games where he only had, might have had six, first six carries, only gained 18 injured. yards, but he played the rest of the game, so he didn't play any. And uh, he shouldn't play any. He's, he's not good enough. He's, he's had it. He's over the hill. He's done. He's old. Audio like our podcast there. Just dropping the mic. It's not as it? not as strong as the ones before, but Kevin, I, I did that just for you. Okay, now I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. I will take. Listen, I will take any Adrian Peterson slander that I can get. So. I, I think for this one, the Kevin, a- would you have put it straight through to the championship if at the end of that sound clip he had said trade down? If he would have said. If he would have said, get rid of the child beater and trade down, then yes, I would have said that's an automatic <laughs> buy to the finals. It's double buy. Gets the double buy. Right. The, the coveted double buy. Um, I mean, just calling into a radio show and saying he wanted to vomit five seconds in, just, I mean, <laughs> there's no there's nowhere else to go with, with that. That, that. That's actually a, a dark horse to win it all, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, so that's the two we're doing tonight. So I, I, is that I, unanimous, you, Dave? Are you going with that too? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the the hardest thing with this, as we do them, I'm so tempted to like, I want to do them all tonight, but we gotta we gotta stretch this out because it's June. Well, and we should, we should do one more though because now Buford Jordan Collin doesn't have an opponent. So, you know, like playoffs is playing. So playoffs plays useless. Okay. So we'll do. Okay. Buford Jordan Collin needs an opponent. So we okay. should go one more. This, this, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll do, um, we'll do this one. Uh, this is a pretty iconic one. This was from 1993. The Saints had this started one might five. Be my favorite. This is, they started five and oh, but they quickly went downhill. Uh, and they played, I think, Green Bay on a Monday night. And Wade Wilson, he started out like a house of fire when he replaced Bear, But by then, he was a basket case and terrible. And he got injured against the Packers in the third quarter. And the, it was still kind of a game where the Saints were in it. And the Superdome fans cheered because they wanted Wade Wilson to get the fuck up out of there. And Jim Mora. time was Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. And Jim Mora, after the game, this is the first thing he said. And remember, this is a Saints home game. So when he says this, he is talking about Saints fans. You know, I'd like to uh, begin my remarks by saying this, and I mean this in all sincerity. I've been coaching for 34 years, and tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick, 
demonstrations in my entire career, probably the worst. When Wade Wilson got hurt, I actually looked up in the sands and saw people standing, clapping, and cheering when he was laying on the ground with a knee injury. And I'll say this, those are some sick, sick, sick people. Mentally sick. I thought it was horrible, disgusting, embarrassing, shameful. It stuck. People are sick when they do something like that. Absolutely friggin' sick. Guy's out there busting his ass, like all of our guys were, gets his knee blown up, not badly, hopefully, and they're standing and cheering and clapping. Those are sick people, sick in the head. They ought to get their ass thrown right out of the stadium. So do you think the fans' reaction to, to what happened to Wilson affected the whole world of your team? No. No, it's just, it's just, it was, it was the sickest thing I've ever seen in 34 years of coaching. Sickest I've ever seen I need in 34 bell years of coaching. How many times he says sick? It, it makes me want to just, I don't know, I can't describe it. Words don't describe how I feel right now of what happened tonight. Words cannot describe it. What about players? Oh, I, oh, I don't know. Ask, ask them. I would hope that they'd be upset as I am. If, if they, you know, I would hope so. It's, it's disgusting. I've never been in a stadium in my life, in my 34 years of coaching where they did that. Never. And I've been in every NFL stadium, most a lot of college stadiums. It was disgusting. People are nuts. They're sick. I mean... Woo! Get sick in there one more time. <laughs> I mean... Should have been counting. Jude is ready to crack. It's it. That is that is a strong five seed. I mean, that, dude, if if he did that today, that would dominate first take for a week. Yeah. So, this one. Dave, you want to bring in? Are you in a are you in a coma? <laughs> nope. I'm waiting for the next opponent. I want to see what that's got to go. So the next one, I. We'll be honest, I didn't remember this one at all, but I stumbled upon it because, you know, we need to have a certain amount for the bracket. And this is Jim Mora during like um, during like 95, 96 when the Saints, they're not any good. It's kind of like is, he, is his employment, in, you know, questionable in this. So he's just like after practice, he's just like super calm, almost like playing with the media. This is, this is good. You have been somewhat criticized this year for not being – uh, pissed after some of these losses. And if there's one thing, maybe today you seem like you are for the first time all season pissed off. Well, let me tell you something, Kenny. What I seem like or what I say or how I act to you and to the public isn't necessarily how I am. There's sometimes when I've been nice and calm and cool and collected and you think I'm very low-key and inside I'm as pissed as I can be, okay? Just as pissed as I can be and I might have spent an hour chewing out our team. You don't know that. You don't know what I said to our team. The public doesn't know what I said to our team. Sometimes I might be pissed off over here, and I might have been Mr. Nice Guy to the team. Nobody knows. Nobody in this room knows, and nobody out there in the public knows what I say to our football team. So how can they determine whether I'm pissed or not pissed? Whether I'm pissed to you guys don't mean a hill of beans to those players, okay? It's my reaction and, my, and my, how I talk to those players that's important, not how I talk to you or the public. That don't mean shit. And they don't know. So, so they say, well, what's, Jim's too calm. Bullshit. They don't know whether I'm calm or not. They don't know how I've responded out there to a meeting. You guys don't know whether. You've never been in a meeting. So you don't know.
He was getting worked up. I wish that it, the sound would have continued. I'm sure he probably threw something at Wilkerson. That, that felt eerily similar to the you don't know. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't know, but like with a sprinkling of cursing. A light dusting. <laughs> I mean, it's it was good. It's a good... You know, it's a good one though. I mean, it's 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 strong, but the thing is the 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 sick 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 rant, I mean yeah. if it's iconic. Sick. People are sick. Sick. They're sick in the head. Sick in the head. Uh, 34 years of coaching. I've never 34 years of coaching. I've been to every stadium. Could we could, could we do a bracket like this for Peyton isms? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, pay- worry about your meat would be up there. Worry about your meat. The thing is, Sean Payton, his his stuff, I don't think he's ever, like, lost his shit after a game like Mora did. Has he? Right. No. You know? No. Like he, he, he He's sort of, like, sly and arrogant and, and, um, and condescending and all those fun things. But he, he never, like, just – Totally like loses it, you know. We got, we got Mora. We got more. We got, we got some strong ones coming. I mean, uh, next week. Peyton but, likes to. Peyton likes to let his Goodell clown shirt. Yeah, hidden under his subtle. other shirt. Yeah, do, I feel like Peyton's more thinly veiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peyton likes to keep it highbrow. Jim Mora will punch you in the fucking balls. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, Andrew, I, I'm going six, six, six. That's that's the one here. Yeah, no doubt, no Third. doubt. I, I'm I'm thinking six, six, six might go all the way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that has a decent chance. I mean, the thing is though, we've got I've got one that I know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't have any recollection of because I had zero recollection of it, and it is a hidden gem. We'll get to that one next week. Um, but this one, I think, is any is anybody going with the uh, the 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 calm Jim Mora rant that that uh, he does get pissed off, or are we all going sick, sick, yeah. sick, sick? Yeah, sick. not even so we, close. So it was. Two clean sweeps. So we'll do the next week. I mean, next week. The 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 thing is, Andrew purposely seeded some of this wrong because he's got one rant in here that is a six seed that has no. You will hear it and you will be like, Ralph, that should have been broken up into three separate rants of its own. But we'll get to that next week. That's called the tease, kids. Um, so we're halfway through uh, the Mora bracket. Um, so here's some qu- – we got some interesting questions uh, this week. Um, this is from Saints Orihan, Dave. Oh, by the way, people, if you are a patron, sign up for our Discord server. We have all kinds of Saints channels in there. You can do your Saints chat if you just want to – do your Saints chat and you want to ignore all the other bile and crap on social media, uh, sign up for our Discord channel if you're a patron. Uh, it's more it's more, more nicer in there and it's more Saints and it's more fun and it's less insulting and mean. 
uh, because we have common interests. So if you're a patron, you're eligible to sign up for the Discord channel. Do it. So Dave, Saints Ori Han asks, would an empty Superdome playoff game offer any advantage to the Saints at all? If so, what would it be? In, you know, uh, the only other advantages, I mean, obviously you're home, you're in your own locker room, you stay in your home hotel, you get to practice at your own facility. I mean, obviously that's an advantage leading up to the game, but as far as during the game, I think it's a huge disadvantage for uh, for the Saints not to have their crowd there. You know, Peyton said as much last week or this week, and I remember what it was, but... Yeah. You know, he said the same thing that we've been saying. The teams that are going to be disadvantaged most by not having fans in the stadium are the teams that get the most advantage when the te- when the fans are in the stadium. So that's the Saints and the Seahawks and the, yeah. uh, you know, the Chiefs or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't see, you know. I, 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 obviously, if, if, if they have to play in a stadium with no fans, you'd rather it be the Superdome than any other stadium. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's just I I think the the no fans is just going to be an experience we don't I don't necessarily think not only do we not know how it's going to affect the teams, I don't know what kind of experience it what effect it's going to have on fans. We don't know yet how it's going to react, how we're going to react and enjoy the games and that. This is from Eric Kevin. Who would you hate more if he was affiliated with the Falcons? Sean Payton? Or Michael Thomas. Well, that's a good. That's point. a good. That that is a very good question. Um, you know what? I'm gonna probably say Sean Payton because Sean Payton would probably get the Falcons wins. Like he, I think Sean Payton oh my, would. Yeah. Sean Payton could swing the 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 rivalry back to the Falcons for an extended period of time. And plus it's like the, you know, the way he's done like news conferences and things he's said where it seems like, it seems like he's a new Orleans guy, you know? Yeah. And he's been so long. So for him to jump to the rival would feel like the biggest kick in the dick and on top of that, they'd probably start winning because he would be the coach. Yeah. And, and well, I just the thing about Sean Payton though is like Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's on Twitter and yeah, he talks trash. But like to me, he's he's not that. I mean, he's remarkable as a player on the field, but off the field in terms of just like diva actions, he he's unremarkable compared to other receivers. Like when I just think of the yeah. diva receivers that have existed in NFL history, Michael Thomas is low. I mean, he's, he's a model citizen. I mean, he might talk trash, but he's not getting in trouble, beating women. I mean, he's not doing anything bad off the field. Sean Payton. And you know, the thing for me with Payton is if you look at opposing fans, everyone, I, I don't, I don't get that from Michael Thomas. I mean, they might slight Michael Thomas and say that all he does is run slants or, he only gets his stats by short passes. I mean, he he might get slighted, but he's not universally hated by other fans like Sean Payton. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Sean Payton for that reason, but I think if he was on another team, if I if he had never coached the Saints 
and he just started with the Falcons, I'm sure I would despise him. I oh, mean, I'd the, hate his fucking guts. Yeah. Sean Payton, man, he purposely pokes at his own players and the other fan base. He, we would fucking hate him because he would constantly be poking at the Saints, uh, the record, um, you know, remind, you know, reminding us that he lords over us. Remind, you know, it would just be fucking awful. Um, Which is why I love him so much. That's that's yeah, the ultimate no, it's what irony. Makes him, it's what makes him. Can you imagine if he was the coach of the Falcons and did to the Saints what the Saints did to the Panthers and did the the whole broom sweep thing and we beat him three? Oh my God, we'd want to we'd 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 want to hunt him down and murder him. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Andrew, this is a good football question, actually. Uh, a, uh, well, I was just going to say, I saw a poll that said that, you know, who, who's your most hated NFL team? And the Saints, it was like a, you know, a universal NFL fan question. And the Saints were like two or three on the list. Oh, totally. And that was the first time I realized, like, if you're not a Saints fan, like the Saints are very disliked now across they the league. Rat- and and the and the, the dislike of Saints fans weirdly ratcheted up post 2018. Oh, for sure. Um, so this is an interesting football question, though. How many snaps will Jameis play this season, Andrew? Hmm. I'm gonna say zero. Ooh, interesting. This question is from Chris. Uh, Dave, have you seen the prices to go to the Vegas game? Oh my God, I just pulled it up. The cheapest ticket on SeatGeek is $615. Oh, that's actually more reasonable than I thought, actually. I thought they would have been more expensive, to be honest with you. I mean, you've got a perfect storm here. You've got, uh, you know, Saints coming, which obviously all Saints fans want to be there. You've got uh, first game in the new. Yeah, okay, there, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having some technical difficulties. That's okay. Dropping, dropping. Rando homeless people in your house again? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm glad we get to see this uh, now. Um, and then obviously it's the first game in the new stadium. And then I think, first of all, the reason I wouldn't buy any ticket right now is, what are they gonna? What if they're only gonna allow? 20,000 fans in this new stadium. That says the guy that just paid for his season Whenever they make... Yeah, so I don't know why anybody's buying any any ticket right now. And whenever they do make an official announcement on how many people are going to get to go to the game, that's only going to make those tickets even more valuable. Oh, God. Uh, And they're going to go through the roof. Oh, totally. Because then you'll be able to be like, I was at the opening of the Raiders' new stadium in Vegas, and they only allowed... 20,000 people in. Right. Totally. Like, totally. I, I still want so badly to go to that Vegas Saints game. If things are better with the coronavirus and they only allow like 15 or 20,000 people in, I might blow it out and spend a ridiculous amount of money to go to that game. Like it's, it's you, would, you would, you would spend 800 bucks to get a seat to that game? Yeah, I would. I think it's going to cost more than that. If they're only going to allow 15, 20,000 people in, I think you're looking at 
1500 bucks a ticket. Yeah, I guess that's the risk if you buy a ticket now and they only allow like a quarter of the stadium to come in. How do you know if the seat you purchased is going to be in that small percentage? I don't know how anybody could be buying any single game tickets uh, to any sporting event right now. I don't don't understand how that works at all. Yeah. Pels ask, are you you sober? Uh, I'm not, and by viewing Kevin on the video that no one can see falling over, Kevin clearly isn't. Um, No, no, no. I had it set on top of my microwave while I was trying to cook something. And the phone just for whatever damn reason just slipped off the microwave. Well, Dave's drinking beer out of a wine glass, so who knows what's going on over there? <laughs> so yeah, I need a refill, actually. So yeah, so um, guys, thanks for joining us in the chat room. Uh, I apologize about the video. We will work on it post show and try to get it straightened out so you can see all four of us uh, next week. Um, but uh, you should become a patron. We have the best daily podcast in the world. We are fucking number two in Malta. Number two. Some cricket podcast is number one, but we're coming for them in Malta. We're the number one Saints <laughs> daily podcast in the fucking world. Sign up at the $10 level. You get access to any, everything, and you get an awesome swag box. You should do it. Guys, thanks for joining us tonight. For Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.